Continued Siddur snippets, which are sponsored generously in memory of Adobas Yehuda Tzvi. Neshama should have an aliyah. We are making our way through the paragraph of Yehichvod Hashem. And this entire paragraph, the essence, is a reminder of our mission or our charge to live lives in which we draw others closer to Hashem. Honesty, integrity, holiness, kindness, to live a spiritual life in which we are ambassadors and emissaries of the Almighty. So Hashem is expressing Himself through us to the world. How do we see Hashem? through other people, hopefully, but also through nature and through history. Which brings us up to the Pasuk we're up to. Hashem bashamayim hechin kis'o, umalchuso bako mashallah. Hashem bashamayim, God in the heavens, has established His throne, umalchuso, in His kingdom, bako mashallah, His kingdom is everywhere. It's in everywhere that He reigns. It's a difficult Pasuk to understand. What does it mean? God sets His throne. He built His throne. He sits in His throne. What is the reference to a throne? And what's the difference in the end of the Pasuk between Umalchuso Bakol Mashallah? His Malchus, His kingdom, is Bakol in all of His, in all of his Mashallah. What's the difference between being a Mamlich and a Moshe? All the difference here between the two. So Hashem, Bashamayim Echinki, so what it means that God establishes and sets His throne in the heavens, it means that everything that we consider to be the natural order, everything we consider to be the rules of nature as we lead our lives, so physics, gravity, the changing of the seasons, all of the world of physics, biology, chemistry, the whole natural order was set in motion by the Ribbon and by the Almighty. There is no nature which is independent from God. Now, for transparency, it's a machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban, exactly what nature, the relationship between nature and God, did God set the rules of nature into motion and now they act on their own unless He intervenes, or each rule of nature continues to be driven by God's presence, by God's providence over it. But in any case, nature is not some independent force. We can't worship the rules of nature, we don't ascribe things to the rules of nature, but rather we see nature as an extension of the will of Hashem, He created, He established from His chair, Bashamayim, in the heavens, He set in motion the rules of nature. However, when He wants, He can intervene, He can intercede, He can suspend those rules. And that's the end of the Pasuk. Umalchuso bakomashala. He is limitless power. He's omnipotent. He can do anything. So the very rules of nature are designed and established by Him, and therefore He has the ability to suspend them and to intervene within them and to change them, so to say. And therefore, as we look around, we expect the rules of nature. However, we also know, as the Ramban writes famously in Parshas Bo, that Hashem creates miracles. He has done so in order to set a precedent forever and in perpetuity that He's able to do miracles when He wants and when it's warranted. What's the difference? The girl makes a famous comment. The difference between a Melech and a Moshel. A Moshel is a ruler. A ruler is a dictator. A ruler forces himself upon others, whether invited, not invited, voted in or not voted in, but they simply establish their rule and sovereignty over others. A melech, one is mamlich, a melech. Rosh Hashanah, not that far off, Rosh Hashanah is an exercise in being mamlich HaKadosh Baruch We coronate God. He's not imposing Himself on us. We see Him, we choose Him, we elect Him, and we want to be part of His kingdom. We, 
the community of faith, for those who believe in the Almighty and the Ribbonu Shalom, to us he's a Melech today. To the rest of the world, those who don't see him, those who are agnostic, those who are unsure, those who are atheists, those who deny, he's a Moshel. He's still calling the shots, but he's forcing himself, so to say. We daven for the day that he will be not a Moshel, but Melech and Moshel as one when the whole world will come to see his Malucha. And so the end of the Pasuk supplements the first part. The first part tells us from his chair, his throne in heaven, he created, he established the rules of nature, he set them in motion. But when he wants to intervene, he can. The next Pasuk, Yismuchu HaShamayim Yisagel HaAretz Goyim Hashem Malach. The next Pasuk tells us, Yismuchu HaShamayim, the heavens and the earth rejoice, they celebrate. And among the nations of the world, they say, Hashem Malach. If you notice the words, Yismuchu HaShamayim Yisagel HaAretz, the first letter of those first four words are an acronym, Yud Kevav K. HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself. He's seen in this world through heaven and earth, through nature. As we see the natural order, the wonders, the magnificence, the niflos habore, the minutia, the details. Think back all the way when we began Siddur snippets and we examined the Baruch Asher Yatsar. We see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's nothing too lowly, too base to see the hand of Hashem, His genius, His brilliance, His design through nature. So Yismuchu HaShamayim Yisagel LaAretz. The heaven and the earth rejoin Rejoice, and among the nations they say that Hashem rules. Why does it say Malach? It should say Hashem Melech, not ruling in the past, but ruling in the present. Because if we would only say it in the present, we might deny that everything that's led up to now is also the hand of Hashem. It's also by His design. So Hashem Melech means Hashem established everything He brought us to this point. Which brings us to the next Pasuk. Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, Hashem Yimloch, Li'olam Vod. Anyone know where that appears in Tanakh? So you'll notice in the side of many Sidurim, there's a note telling you where the Pesukim, Yich Vod, unlike Ashrei and the Halalukas that follow, which are complete paragraphs taken directly from Tehillim, Yich Vod is a combination of Pesukim that are taken from Tehillim, Divrei Ayamim, Mishlei. You'll notice if you look in the Siddur, that each sentence of Yich Vod we're given the footnote, we're given exactly the citation, where it comes from except for one. Namely, this. Hashem Melech, Hashem Melech, Hashem Yimlech, And why aren't we told where it's from? Because it's not a Pasuk. It is a combination of three other Pesukim. One Pasuk that includes the words Hashem Melech, one Hashem Melech, and one Hashem Yimlech, Sort of unprecedented where Chazal combine and create and invent their own Pasuk that's not found in Tanakh. Rav Pinkus has a long essay in the Sefer Nefeshimshon on the Siddur wondering why were none of those three adequate? Why weren't they good enough? Why did the rabbis have to create their own? But that's beyond our time for tonight. I'll end by asking you this. Is the Pasuk in order or out of order? The non-Pasuk. Is the non-Pasuk in order or out of order? Hashem Melech, Hashem Molach, Hashem Yimloch Li'olam Vad. So the end is in the correct order. Yimloch, future tense. We long for the day. Hashem will continue to have his dominion, his providence over the world. But Hashem Melech and Hashem Malach, are they in the right order? Hashem Malach is the past tense. Melech is the present tense. Shouldn't it be past, present, future? Why is it present, past, future? Mitzvah Hashem will pick up with this next time.